the grand finale We coming through with the Madden family And only the baddest athletes gonna survive When you see four or five of my guys Piling up on top of you in front of your eyes Feel the impact, dual shock starts to kick back And yo, it's Madden 2001 You need to get that And feel like you in the game playing for real It's like royalty, so nil It's like hot one, hot two NFL fans, welcome to another edition of This Week in the NFL here on the North-South Connection Podcast Network. I'm your host, the Cowboy, joined as always by my, my, my two favorite guys. We have one downtrodden guy with a, after a predictable result last week, but still myself, senior. Oh, it always sucks to have the season end. It always sucks when your team gives up two kickoff returns for touchdowns. I'm all very happy for the Bills, of course, but it was a tough one. How you how you doing, senior? You you, you over it? Still stewing? Uh, I really didn't expect to win, but actually, if you take away the two kickoff returns, we can say they played well enough to maybe win. You know, we hate to see the season end, but I'll try to draw some positives. Mac played really well. Hopefully. You know, we do some good things in the offseason with the coaching staff and stuff and come back. But leading into the show, the best thing that I can say, and I think the best thing everyone can say, you got to call it the closest thing to uh, a modern day miracle. DeMar went home today and that should bring joy to everyone in the sports world, the, the whole sports world that came together to pray and support him. So that's the there's nothing happier than that going on. That's for sure. Well said, senior. Absolutely. A hundred percent agree. It's fantastic. It seems like it seems like a best possible outcome considering uh, considering what happened. So fantastic. Very good. And on the other side, we have the the joyous playoff bound John D'Amato. The Giants, yes. John, it's like they almost won that game by accident. They played all their third string guys. Davis Webb. They still gave him a game. Crazy, right? Uh, it was a good effort. It was, the backup put a, put a good effort in. Uh, at least made the Eagles an effort, and the lousy fans sweat it out a little bit. So. There we go. That's the John we missed. <laughs> no, but speaking on on the Pats, uh, that was a good effort too, and, and and it was good to see the uh, you know the sportsmanship and and the guys playing hard and coming together. And uh, there was no not a little a little disappointing that you know it, it was only a few days after. After you know the tra- the near tragedy with Demar and you know there, there was still a lot of knucklehead stuff in a lot of the other games that was a little disappointing you know the Steelers doing the the CPR celebration and even uh, you know the Giants uh, uh, the guy Ward gave uh, double birds to the camera and you know a lot of knucklehead stuff that you know people uh, took for granted uh, what happened uh, just uh, you know a few days before on that Monday night so a little sad to, to see that people right you know go right back to business as usual the I me stuff and. Uh, everything but uh it was not in the pats bills game uh, good, good sportsmanship by you guys and uh sorry the season's over so uh what do we think is going to happen besides obviously the uh the offensive shakeup and uh definitely i i think that the the special teams coordinator needs to go i would agree maybe judge yeah. uh, they should put judge back as the uh as the special teams coach uh, you, yeah, or they should just the let solution it. right there you could just let judge go as well, <laughs> no, <laughs> as, 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 the special teams were tight under his uh, watch. They right? were. I mean, do you think? I mean, I guess he. I, I don't know if he would do it, right? I mean, that's like a demotion. 
a little bit from, from what he is. Well, now. I mean, you earn your place in life. I mean, come on. The um, I it, <laughs> to torture senior. I think it's a legit possibility that um that Kingsbury comes in as the offensive. OC, no, that's as the yeah. offensive coordinator. As, as OC, uh, that's not a that wouldn't be bad. I mean, they they drafted him uh, um, moons ago, I think. So he's he's got some relationship yeah, with and, Bill and and like a guy, you know, there, there's guys who are very good. It's like you see good offensive coordinators who just struggle as head coaches. Like McDaniel seems to be one of those. Nathaniel Hackett. And also, it's a shame. Uh, uh, Matthew Slade is retiring. Uh, I don't think he has interest. He says he's going into the ministry, but he would be a, a good uh, put him as special teams coach. You know? That would be a good uh, keep him in the family. But I don't think he. I don't know if he has interest. Uh, Definitely. I mean, the other way they could go is I know we have Belichick's sons, but maybe he's got some nephews. Or other family members that they they could just fill up the whole coaching staff with his with with his relatives. Hey, listen, guys, is uh, the, the they showed the top uh, teams that have the most uh, salary cap uh, space. I, I think Pats are right up there, number five. So, what tight ends are on the market that you guys can give a hundred million to? Sure All right, that's it. That's the last shot. <laughs> but disappointing season for the Patriots, of course. Um, Mac played all right in this game. Um, I think that's really the goal for next year, right? Is either you find out he's the answer, or you you move on, right? It's what's one. It's one or the other. I think I think he's got one more year. Uh, not a dissimilar situation to Danny Dimes just a couple of years earlier. Um, we'll see if we'll see if he comes through. Considering the talent on the roster, eight and nine is an awful. They did give away three or four games, so they they really they have a, the playoff defense, not a playoff offense, and not a playoff special teams, and more dumb mistakes than any Patriot team I can remember in recent memory. In recent memory, senior, did you have anything anything to add? Uh, no, you guys pretty much covered it all. Another name that's obviously coming up as possible OC has been Billy O. And I think that would be good. Bring it's all related to the Mac thing. Like if, if next year is his make or break year, which it is, is he the answer or isn't he? Let's give him a decent offensive coordinator, decent quarterback coach, and give the kid half a chance, you know, because he shows flashes sometimes. And all in all, he was better last year, but he had Josh McDaniels, you know, kind of a difference. So as opposed to having Matt Patricia, you know, the, the kid had no chance. Uh, I'd like to see him make it. He's a great kid. I hope I hope it works out for him. Oh, of course. Of course. And we'll see. And as far as the the uh, Danny Dimes slash Vanilla Vic uh, comparison that you made. I mean, there's no I don't think there's any question about him. Now the Giants are re-signing him. I don't think there's any doubt about it. He's he's really he's really had a really good year. I mean, any doubt about it, John? He's the guy. I don't think there's any question that you got. Yeah, uh, there's none, and uh, yeah, a, a, a big turn from the beginning of the year. I, don't, I think they were planning to move on from him, uh, and uh, he really changed their mind. So, the, definitely, especially when you see, uh, I mean, this year, uh, guys like Carr got forty million and and stuff like that. So it's a, it's a no brainer that uh, he, a lot of guys that he played better than. So I guess we're kind of uh, stuck with him. We'll see. Yeah, you just hope it's not a one-year thing. Sure. But, you know, because yeah. you're going to... 
I mean, the quarterbacks, the the salaries are crazy, right? So you're going to have to give him big money, right? And um, But he's young. It's not like a Russell Wilson situation where you're afraid he'll fall off a cliff or anything. Yeah, the and only thing I, with the uh, running uh, quarterbacks uh, do tend to get hurt. You see, we, you know, we'll, we'll talk about when we do the playoff preview. Uh, you know, Lamar will be out. Uh, a lot of running quarterbacks don't, you know, do tend to get banged up. So. It's true. Yes, of course, of course. But I mean, what did what Jones did this year was pretty impressive, John. Sure. Um, especially like, I mean, if it's not the worst receiving core in the league, it's like in the bottom yeah. three, right? I mean, they got yeah. like. Slayton, who was, you know, essentially yeah. like barely going to make the team, yeah. ended up right. the the alpha number one receiver. Right now, right now, the number one receiver is Isaiah Hodgins, who who they picked up off waivers in week eleven, which is miraculous. And Kenny Galladay yeah. caught a touchdown pass. Ah, no, nah, forget about him. He'll be back. Uh, he'll be back. Uh, where he back on the pine. the pine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and guys like Richie James uh, the, that they picked up for nothing. Uh, you, know, he's, you know, he's hit and miss. He drops, but he does get open all the time. So it's, uh, yeah, it's yeah. But you wonder if they could bring in an, an additional weapon on the outside. That would really help. And I know they tried to do that with Galladay. And I, I, I don't know exactly what the situation is there contract-wise. I think he can go, he's gone after this year. Yeah, right? definitely. Yeah, the, 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 at, at 1201, he'll be cut, uh, whatever the, <laughs> the deadline is. But yeah, they're, they're like, like with the Pats, too. They were in the top five of uh, cap space. So they got, they, got plenty of, uh, they got plenty of money to make a move. And also there's a... There's a wide receiver that's on the trade market that uh, yeah, maybe it'll be a good good trade for the Pats. Uh, uh, just like when they pulled Randy Moss years ago, maybe they could uh, make a move for uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who's supposedly uh, they're going to look to trade him. That would be great. He's a great player. He's probably, I mean, he's only, you know, he's, he's 30, but, you know, I mean, he's going to be good for another, another, he's not like a speed guy. He's more, so those guys tend to age pretty well. I, I love DeAndre Hopkins. That would that would that would that would that would make my day if he was a Patriot. I don't know how Ryder would feel about it. We'd have to talk about it. He might not talk to Package me for a day. Or two. Bring him in with Cliff. Hopkins, <laughs> <Yeah>. Cliffy. <laughs> there it is. There I mean, it is. Cliff would be a good offensive coordinator, I think. I mean, I I could live with that deal. Him and D Hop, come on over. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean, Hopkins is is great. Yeah. All I right. Mean, I so, mean, on that note, though, you got to try to talk to Ryder, the, the poor kid. I mean, that organization, I mean, 10, 10 months after you signed Kingsbury to 2027 and you let him go. That's just uh, it was a real disastrous disaster organization. They yeah, let that's... go of the, the GM, too. So they're starting from scratch. The, the J.J. Watt yeah. stuff was nice. Mm-hmm. That I mean, I guess on one hand, it's nice. He, like he. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Leave that to me, yeah. So Leave J.J. Off. Do you think J.J. Watt retired so he didn't have to keep playing for the Cardinals? That, that shows you how much how much respect he had for his coach. He didn't even tell uh, Kingsbury that he was – they asked Kingsbury. He said he didn't even know about it. <laughs> <laughs> that shows you how well-respected a, a, a coach Kingsbury. But but also, you know, Watt, he's a Hall of Famer and all that. But, I, you know, I, a little, I always gave him a little criticism because he's a little bit of I me. Uh, I, I don't think he was ever about really uh, – I think it was more about him and his brand than winning uh, – he never gave up like a penny when he was with the Texans all those years to get like you know better players right. and, and to, to get them over the top. But, That's no, a great. 
Nice I think that's a great bit. segue. Great segue, John. Because <laughs> another guy, another guy who didn't give up a penny this year, <laughs> played on um, played on Sunday Night Football this week. Big big contract, beginning of the year. <laughs> seniors been seniors been been telling us all year, relax, relax. And this was the story coming out of the weekend. Um, I picked the Seahawks-Lions combo winning. I admittedly completely with my heart because I love Gino. But good call, good call. Congrats. It was with my heart. It was not not as much with my head. But um, I did think that the Packers' offense like probably wouldn't be able to score too much on the Lions just because of how they are the the run versus the pass. But monumental mon- like real bad loss for Rodgers right i mean i know that the lions are a good team campbell all credit to him campbell had him ready to play i loved what he said <laughs> he said our motivation is the packers not making the playoffs that's exactly what you want to hear and those guys went out and really played hard they played like it was a playoff game with that said this is a team who's I know that like they were talking on the telecast about the Panthers running all over the Lions, but that was really an outlier all season. The Lions past defense has been like, if not the worst in the NFL, like bottom three. And they were missing guys. They were missing Jeff Okuda. And then the other guy got hurt during the game. So for for Rodgers to only put up 16, to consistently not be like, just like it's been all season, they can't get touchdowns in goal to go situations, turnovers in the red zone is, is to me an indictment on, he is just like, um, not everybody's Tom Brady with the aging and the guy's going to be 40 years old. And I mean, he, he looks like a 40 year old out there, like, you know, Dan Marino at 40 or whatever the case may be. Um, I, I think we can close the book on him being an elite quarterback currently. Not to say he's not going to keep playing, but this loss, like this is a this is a game that prime Aaron Rodgers definitely doesn't lose. Regular season in, in Lambeau, the lowly Lions. I mean, it was congrats to the Lions, but I thought it was a real indictment on Rogers senior. What were your, what were your thoughts on the game? I know you're a, a noted anti Rogers um, advocate. Oh, I was fired up for the game. I enjoyed every minute of it, but you know, major kudos to the lions to, to, to as bad as Rogers was. It's still a major accomplishment to go into Lambeau field in January and win a game. That's really important to the Packers. Like that's, that's that's really good, and you know we can talk about the Lions at a, I guess another time, but they're going to be really good. This team is on the way. You know that offense already is really good. They built it the right way. They've got a great young offensive line, and that having a great offensive line is a great place to start building an offense. And they've got a lot of other good pieces. But I'm going to oversimplify my take on the win and the loss of the game. And I had said last week that my dream scenario would be that the storyline would be that um, Aaron Rodgers got outplayed by Jared Goff. And here's my simplification. Aaron Rodgers turned the ball over in the fourth quarter 
in the clutch. Jared Goff never turned the ball over. Thus, the Lions won and the Packers lost. If that would have been reversed, the Packers would have won because it's a close game. So, and then we had to put, I don't even want to talk about this guy anymore. It's the last thing I'm going to say because the whole thing at the end of the game with Jamison Williams wanting to swap jerseys with them and him saying, I'm going to hang on to this one. He was already thinking after that game about how he was going to keep himself in the news. He is a complete <laughs> egomaniac asshole. And I don't even want it for that reason. I don't even want to talk about him, but kudos to the Lions and screw Aaron Rodgers. I, I'd love to see him retire, but I don't think it's going to happen. But I don't want it. I don't want that to be the storyline now. Screw him. Forget about him. Anything to add, John? I mean, that was, I think I uh, that was per- perfectly put, Senior, because uh, that, that was horrible. But then again, that, that goes back to what we talked about last week. That, that, that's how you want your last game to end the season. Uh, uh, for, uh, first of all, it, it ended with both teams out of the playoffs. So, so you, you, like, like your last game, you want that, that t- to show that to showcase the team that that's going in. It's usually like one team is in and the other team goes home. So that, that, that was like a flat end into the a flat finale to the season. But we discussed last week why they did it. And, and yeah, uh, and, and that's the, the lasting image is, ooh, will Aaron retire? Where will he go? That At the end of the game, everybody was talking about, ooh, you know, where's he going to get traded and where's he going? And instead of, uh, you know, instead of building up a- anticipation for the playoffs, which is, uh, you know, what I'm uh, excited for. That. I, you know, I, I care just about as much as senior about uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, you know, right now for the rest of this year. But going back to the game, though, it was a uh, uh, absolutely right senior uh, fourth quarter. And believe it or not, Goff in 20 degrees totally outplayed Rogers uh, totally. But but uh, at nine three uh, in the first half, Packers are driving, going up two scores, and uh, right around the 25 yard line, Aaron Jones uh, fumbles. Uh, the, fumble. To me, that's a huge one because yeah. I think if you go up uh, two scores, even if they another field goal, if you go up 12 three, I think Detroit kind of. Uh, Start saying, hey, maybe uh, you know, I'm not going to go too hard for that tackle. I don't want to get hurt in my off season. Uh, I, I think you put some, you know, you you put that in their mind. But uh, at nine three, they they stood in there and uh, they even got a they even got their own field goal. Goff drew them down and nine six. And uh, the longer the game goes on, they're like, hey, well, you know, we're here, we might as well win it. So, so I think that was the the big play in that one. So that that's it. Let, let's not talk about Aaron Rodgers uh, for for the rest of our uh, season here. One more thing on the Lions. Um, Collinsworth kept saying, and he, and he was right most of the game that golf was off. He was throwing balls where every, every almost every catch guys had to go down to catch. Yeah, it. first half it was awful. Man. Some yeah. of them were bouncing and some of them guys would have gotten 10, 15, 20 more yards if he would have gotten the ball up a little bit, but they had to go, they had to slide down to make every catch. However, if you're going to miss you're way better off missing that way than sailing the ball. And I think Goff has that in mind so much. I mean, he's on this ridiculous streak of no turnovers. No turnovers, yeah. And I'm not saying you want to miss, but if you're erring on the side of one way or another, that's a hell of a lot better than throwing a duck that that overthrows the receiver and and a safety just catches it right in his chest for an easy pick like we saw. Yeah, that was a give up. uh, There's no doubt in my mind that Goff is being coached up not to turn the ball over. I mean, it's not a coincidence. You don't go on this long a a streak of no turnovers with just luck. I kind of like Jared Goff and and the whole direction that the Lions are going in. Like their coach, they're they're a fun team, and I don't I don't think their season will end quite this early next year. 
Yeah, two first round draft picks, and uh, That's I think right. he was. He, I think he was kind of in the same situation with Jones, where they they figured they'll ride him out this year and uh, and, and try yeah, to nice move time. on, especially with one of those draft picks. But I think they're gonna stick with him, and they'll use those draft picks to shore up their other areas. The defense, yeah, yeah. build up that defense. Yeah. I mean, the high pick, the Rams pick, so. Yeah, good for the Lions. I mean, this is a city that's team's been down for so long, and they seem to have good fans. And they're in a great spot, and I'm happy for them. Yeah, absolutely. Great, great. Goff's had a real interesting career of very high highs and extraordinarily low lows, but um, I'm happy for him. I mean, I think he's, he's, he's their guy. He's their guy. There's a lot of weapons there. Jamison Williams. They don't use him that much yet, but I mean, just that one play that got called back, he can fly. Like yeah, what a guy, what, what a guy to add. Um, and what a perfect compliment to Amon Ross St. Brown, who's the, you know, the best slot receiver in the, in the NFL, right? Like just a, you have the, you have the field stretcher and then you have the guy, it's almost like a feels like it could be like a Randy Moss, Wes Welker type of <laughs> type of combo there. So yeah, things are looking up for the lions and you know, John, John, I know you're high on them next year. Very, yeah. Like we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we won't spoil it, but there could be a big prediction coming in, in a few <laughs> months. And hopefully a fair, hopefully we don't, uh, we don't put the, the, Colts curse. Um, <laughs> Colts Packers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on, guys. The other, the other night game was the other, like real important game. There were other important games, of course. The real important game: Titans Jaguars. A real, uh, an exciting game. A kind of a kind of a sloppy game. Defensive struggle. Lawrence to me looked tight. Like he 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 played. I just say it, he played bad in this game. I mean, he he missed some open guys. Um, so Dobbs exceeded expectations, which were admittedly low, but he kept them in the game and he made good decisions. Um, Lawrence really, like, like I said, I think he seemed tight and I'm hopeful that he kind of just got it out of his system because he played like last year Lawrence in this game. But the Jaguars down 16-13, get the big turnover, the blindside blitz very close to being a forward pass, but was uh, ruled a fumble. And then in the quickest review in NFL history confirmed to, to, to be a fumble brought back for the touchdown. And that was that the Jaguars are moving on the Jaguars win that division. The Titans go home to lick their wounds and figure out where it all went wrong. Um, Seven game. Now it's a seven game losing streak, right, John? Yeah. But I mean, I give them credit for a team coming in losing six in a row with a quarterback who'd been on the team for like a week and a half. They played tough. They play hard. Vrabel's a good coach, and they almost pulled it off. But I do think, for the purposes of the playoffs, that this was the best best scenario. Um, It was probably your best game of Wild Card Weekend, most competitive game in my opinion, is either Chargers-Jaguars, it's a great game, or, which we'll talk about in a little bit, Vikings-Giants, Cowboys-Bucks, too, those three. But what were your takeaways, John, from Titans-Jaguars? Do you think, do you, do you, do you think like, this is Lawrence, it's out of his system, now he gets, he gets a little bit of a softer 
the Titans defense played good too, but a little bit of maybe a softer D with the, with the chargers again at home and kind of figures it out. Or are you concerned about him going into the playoffs? Nah, I, I lean towards, uh, toward, towards what you were saying at the, as far as uh, that was like a playoff game and, uh, his, his first playoff game and definitely the nerves, uh, were there and, uh, I'm I'm kind of with you that uh, that he got it out of the system. He's gonna, and he's going to pull a better performance uh, versus the Chargers. Uh, he'll he'll be comfortable. He'll be a bit at home. And uh, and, and uh, as rough as he played, he did uh, he he had the fumble, but he didn't he didn't throw any picks. And uh, and the Jags hung in there. They they didn't let uh, Henry uh, like totally take over the game. Yeah, he did have his hundred yards, but he didn't break any. And uh, they kept him out of the end zone. And his his longest run was was uh, 14 yards. So. Uh, Definitely, uh, Tennessee had the, uh, you know, the the coaching, uh, you know, behind Vrabel and uh, the more experienced players. Uh, you know, a lot of those players had playoff experience, and uh, that's what kept them in the game. But the, the the Jaguars made the big play to pull it out. They took advantage of Dobbs and uh, on their defense because that was looking like a, it was it was going to going to be an overtime uh, a game that that uh, one of those ugly games that the that the Titans uh, have a knack for pulling out even with their even down to their you know, third string or whatever quarterback. But uh, yeah, I'm with you though. I think, I think Lawrence is going to shake it off and have a better game. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And then, so the other games that had meaning, right. That had real meaning. Um, you had the, 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 the battle for the last spot in the AFC. So we've covered Patriots bills in order for the Patriots to make the playoffs with that bills loss, they would have needed both Pittsburgh and Miami to lose. Miami and the Jets, real pathetic performance by the Jets here. Miami didn't play good. Tyree Kill got hurt during the game. I know he came back. Just a just a, a brutal, awful, horrible game to watch. <laughs> Flacco just couldn't get it. I mean, the 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 Jets are a mess, right? I mean, I they're they're talented. They they have they have talent. Um, I think it's probably the whole Wilson situation that threw them into a tailspin, but they closed the season like very similar to the Titans, right? Just, just a total, a total disaster. So from the time they played the Jaguars on Thursday night football to now, just a, just a total mess. The whole team took steps back. The defense, the defense played fine in this one, but I mean, it's like Skylar Thompson, you can't expect him to put up more than 11 or 12 and to not to not win that game. I don't think Salah is going to be on Mike Tomlin's Christmas card list next year. We'll just say that, because if you're the Steelers, you can't ask for a better scenario than. The Jets pretty much at full strength, just having to beat Skylar Thompson and not being able to do it is, is ugly. So the Dolphins. The Dolphins limp in, like really limp in, and two is not playing as he shouldn't in the in the first round of the playoffs. So you know you never know what can happen, but that could be a, a total blowout, Bills Dolphins. And the Steelers ended out winning. They played a good game, um, closed the season very strong, and as predicted by Mr. D'Amato, uh, Mike Tomlin has a winning record again. It's an incredible streak. And they did beat the Patriots by one game. So, John, pat yourself on the back. That was a an impressive prediction a number of weeks ago. I think they were three back when you made that prediction. So, well done, sir. 
Thank you. One out of a hundred. If you take it enough makes shots, up for Colts Packers. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, that 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 this was another game that was destined for overtime and uh, the 50-yard field goal and uh, the Dolphins needed a 15-yard uh, BS uh, horse collar uh, uh, tackle uh, call, which was uh, on Quincy Williams, which which was uh, a real bad call. So. And and uh, you know and then 15 yards in, in this game is like <laughs> like that was the difference maker for you know for for a team that you know both these teams were getting like 15 yards a quarter so that they, they got a gift there. Yeah, absolutely. So Steelers looking up, right? I mean, oh, pick it either pick either it way, picking, right? Yeah. Like senior, where whatever one of these teams got in was almost certainly going to lose to the Bills in the first round in Buffalo. Um, the Steelers probably give them the best game, but they, I don't see them going into Buffalo to win. So I think the Steelers the Steelers have to be happy with their season. They, they seem to have hit on a quarterback. They seem to have hit on a receiver, too, in Pickens. And they're a good young team that is probably is probably the best team in that division next year. And well, maybe not the Bengals are very good, but <laughs> one of the best teams in that division next year. So any, any, any takeaways from that whole battle for the seventh seed senior, or did you want to just move on to playoff preview? I'll be real quick. As I said last week, I picked the dolphins to win by default because we were all saying Skylar Thompson, Skylar Thompson. And that was so true. But I said, Flacco sucks too. So that's no no advantage. He's no better than Skylar Thompson right now. I mean, the Jets have a you know they have a lot of young talent on the defense with Sauce and Williams, and they have some talented guys on the offense too. I mean, young players, but that just shows you how important that number one position is. You know, they, you've got a number two pick, you've got a veteran, and you've got Mike White who goes into the season as the the third string quarterback, and as it turns out. Their best chance was Mike White, and not nothing great, but he was more serviceable. The other two guys, he got no chance to win. They're both awful. And yeah, the game, the the, the playoff game is a joke. And, and as you say, it, it would have been a little interesting with the Steelers, but I don't think you could limp in in any worse shape than the Dolphins are right now. Whether whether Tyreek plays or not, with this with Skylar Thompson playing quarterback and and their, their, their defense is suspect. The Jets just couldn't take advantage of it. You know, that game's – that's probably the biggest joke of playoff weekend. I mean, my, Miami's the worst team in the playoffs by far, right? Going in with – if they had Tua, the game's interesting because those two receivers with Tua, you never know. They can score a bunch of points on you. But with Skyler, no chance. No chance. It's a joke. And I'll agree with everything you said about the Steelers as much as I hate to. They can hang their hat on their defense, as always. They found a young quarterback that they that looks like he's really got something, and he's got got a great receiver that they're you know we're going to be the rhyme time pick it to pickens, try and say it five times fast. We're going to be saying that for a lot of years. So much much to my chagrin. All right, yeah, and if the uh, the Steelers, if they had a. Uh... They had a, if, if Watt didn't miss those first few games, they might have uh, squeezed out another win and uh, gotten themselves into the uh, playoffs. And and also, the, don't forget they had you know Trubisky started whatever the first uh, six games, which put them at a 
at, at a rough spot. So when, when when you look back at it and, you, and you fall one game short, you, you look at stuff like that. Uh, as Watt, Watt was down early and a, and a couple of guys from the defense would have gave him that, that one win to put him over. Yeah, you got to give it to them, John. They are, as, you know, I, I, I dislike them, but that's just from competitive stuff. They're an excellent organization. They're very consistent. They, you're not going to keep them down. So, got to, got to give them their due. It's, uh, you know, what the, the proof's right there. They get the results. Uh, great organization. Yeah, and that, uh, and, uh, Going on, Buffalo, Miami is going to be in that uh, Sunday at one o'clock spot. I, I know the NFL; they probably wanted to uh, showcase Buffalo at, at one of those uh, one of the three prime time uh, games. Uh, we, we were discussing they were, they were probably going to take the old uh, New England spot, the old Saturday night special uh, prime time spot that the that they used that they like to put the Pats in all those years. But uh, I think because of the uh, the situation with Miami, uh, uncertainty at quarterback, uh, down to Skylar Thompson. I didn't get the latest. I mean, we know two is definitely out with the concussion, but there's a, there's no possibility that a, that Bridgewater can be in there to at least give them a fighting chance. I think it's a very remote chance. They said, so it looks like it's going to be Skyler. Yeah, that's what I heard today. So it's if they were to put it at prime time, they might have held the audience just a little tad longer than the college national championship did Monday night. That's exactly what I was going to say, senior. <laughs> Nobody wants to see a ambitious beatdown in prime time. Yeah. But. So here it is. Hot off the presses from this afternoon. Like senior said. Very remote chance. Very, very remote chance. Because with Bridgewater, they would at least have a, a prayer. I mean, I don't. He's not like that much worse than to a Thompson. I mean, he's just a rookie. He's a rookie late round pick. You know, it's a shame. Um, it's a shame that Rogers can't switch teams right now. Because he could help them out a lot this week. Oh come on, <laughs> no more, no more Rogers. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like m- moving forward, did we? I, I had to step away for a second, so apologies to the audience for 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 a little dead air there. Um, did we take? Did we talk about any of the other any of the other players? No, no, not yet, not yet, not yet. All right, that, so that was that's, the that's... first one we dug into. Yeah, it was kind of. We were just saying, it was, yeah, it was kind of. It's kind of a shame that. The uh, out of all six games, you know, you you want you want them all to be, you know, kind of tight, and then three of them are pretty much, uh, you know, even even you could even say four with the uh, with the injury situation. So we're not getting those uh, like those field goal games that uh, you know, those those three point spread games that that we like. All right. It would, it would be nice if we had more all of them like that. Let's go down the list then. We'll just start Saturday Saturday at four thirty. The Cinderella Seahawks coming in off a scintillating, scintillating win <laughs> against the Chargers. Um, they didn't back in quite like Miami, <laughs> but Jeez. wasn't that far. Wasn't that far off either. It took a that was a pretty questionable roughing the kicker call, right, to uh, <laughs> to get to get them the points they needed to win, and. 
to their credit, their defense did did play at least decent and didn't allow Baker to pull the miracle or anything at the end. They get a tall order. So San Francisco, senior's been on San Francisco all year. You can't take away too much from just a beatdown of the lowly Cardinals that everybody saw coming. But it's pretty impressive that Brock Purdy, the last pick of this year's draft, is 6-0 and and looks pretty competent out there. Um, I mean, you have another guy who got picked ahead of Purdy, right? Skylar Thompson, similar boat, does not look does not look like Purdy. That does also not have Kyle Shanahan in that offense. But um, they really haven't missed a beat. I don't think he's been a big downgrade at all, if a downgrade, from Garoppolo. So this is a trendy pick to come out of the NFC. I think, like, when you look at... If you just look at it analytically, there's really one team in the NFC coming in with any with any real momentum, right? And I think they're a favorite even in Philly right now, depending, of course, on how these games go. Um, I love Gino. I love him. And I love the story. Um, so I'm very happy Seattle made the playoffs. I think it's a it's a great story for him, a great Cinderella story. But it's the absolute worst possible matchup. <coughs> so it's real tough to see anything but San Francisco in a walk. Senior. Yes, the, the glass slipper won't be fitting Saturday. The Cinderella story's over. I've, I've liked the 49ers all year, like you said. I mean, that defense is so good. And now Debo's back. The offense is going to be that much better. And the Seahawks. I mean, they played really, really well at the beginning of the season, but yeah, the last six, five, six weeks, they, they haven't looked as good. I, I think their defense has begun to, you know, to, to be the legion of room again a little bit more. And as good as Gino played earlier, he's, he's slipped a bit too. And this team is, it just isn't who you want to play right now. I, I, I see the 49ers walking all over them. Clean sweep, John. Yeah, this can be ugly, and uh, I don't. Uh, I, I'm not with you on the uh, high praise for Gino. I think uh, he's got a, especially after he, if he gets the bag this year. I, I, we're already seeing signs of him reverting to uh, to, to his uh, rough uh, ways when he was uh, younger and inexperienced. Uh, a lot of turnovers. They, they were very fortunate to win that game. Uh, that was a. Uh, a, a lousy uh, call with the with the Ramsey situation. It should have been offset in because Knucklehead Metcalf, uh, you know, did did some stuff too. It should have been offset in penalties there. That that got him into the range. And uh, you know, Baker threw up that lollipop. And uh, you know, Seattle, not a smart team. The idiot Diggs had about he, he could have ran about thirty more yards, and instead he wanted to strut, uh, you know, in front of the uh, Rams bench. So you know, which I, also I, what, also not called. Yeah, I see a lot of Knucklehead stuff. Uh, <laughs> So that that uh, you know, I I don't think uh, Seattle's going to go for go far or make this a game. And I don't think Geno is the best quarterback in the NFL or anything. I think it's a nice story. This team, oh yeah, no, this team know. coming into the season. I mean, I think their over under for wins was either four four and a half or five, yeah. and to to guide them to the playoffs, even if they get destroyed in the first round by the Niners, is a, is a is a nice story for Geno. It's also a nice story for Pete Carroll who. You know, took a lot of took a lot of shit over in the in the off season when they lost Wilson and, you know, he he said 
you know, we're, we're fine with what we have in house. And I mean, in, he was right. So it's a nice story to win yeah, this. Got to play the perfect game and Purdy needs to play like a rookie. It's, it's, another, it's not impossible, but it's probably not happening. That's another team that, uh, you know, a year, a year ago, they, they were like, oh, we're going to get the uh, high. They got the high draft pick from uh, Denver and uh, that, that they're definitely going to use on a quarterback. And now they're, they're probably changing gears and, you know, they could use it to shore up another position. Right. Exactly. Exactly. They could still quarterback. <laughs> for, for the reasons yeah. you, for the reasons yeah. you described <laughs> um but yeah so tough not to see a, a niners a niners uh blowout if somehow seattle won the game it would turn the whole weekend on its head right off the bat which would also be fun but i don't see it happening next up saturday night we, we talked about this game a little earlier but los angeles chargers at jacksonville jaguars um Pretty, I mean, this is a coin flip game. Jags at home, Jags coming in hot. I think to me, this game really comes down to uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think the Jags defense is going to play well enough for them to win. They've they've been playing very well. Um, the Chargers offense has been pretty dink and dunk most of the year. I mean, they get it done, but it's 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 uh it's not always that pretty to watch. And Staley of course, decided to, to play his brittle receivers like the whole game in a, in a meaningless game. And Mike Williams got hurt. It looks like he's going to play, but he's still he's probably playing hurt. Just a really, a really dumb move by Staley, which is not surprising given his given his history. Um, I like the Jags in this game. I think Lawrence gets right and they win this game. I'm also intrigued by the by. The, I, I feel like we could get some one-upmanship for aggressive coaching in this game with Peterson and Staley. You know, like is 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 Peterson going to go for it on fourth and two from his own 13-yard line? Is he going to, you know, he ran that stupid trick play against the Titans? Are they going to try a stupid trick play? What, what, what's going to happen? Oh boy! But it, it, it's the uh, the outcomes for this one are all over the place. Uh, at the core, I think the Jaguars are a more complete, better team. I think that, and I think the the Chargers' run defense specifically is going to really hurt them in this game. I look for a big game from ETN, a clean game from Lawrence, and a seven-point Chargers victory in a game that's lower scoring than folks think it's going to be. Chargers John, victory? You said Chargers victory? Jaguars victory. Jaguars yes. victory. I'm getting old. Sorry, guys. Nah, no worries. Just making sure. Just making sure. I, yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, as we discussed, uh, Lawrence uh, pretty much had his first playoff game and got the jitters out. I think he'll, he'll be a lot better. But uh, as far as the coaching situation, I, I, I don't agree with the comparison. Uh, I think Peterson way <laughs> better than Staley. Uh, I, th- I think there's a little bitterness coming out because, you know, Peterson has a has a statue outside of, uh, of that dump in Philly, uh, you know, of, of him uh, calling a special play, which might have uh, caused uh, you guys some consternation. So uh, I think that's where that comes from. I think he's definitely uh, – Staley's kind of got the uh, Sean Payton cloud ha- hanging over his head. Uh, there may be a Black Monday part two for, for him and, uh, and then maybe another coach uh, in the game coming up that we'll talk about. So. Uh, I'm going with the Jaguars uh, for a lot, for a lot of reasons uh, to echo a lot of your uh, sentiments there. All right, and senior, we're gonna clean clean sweep. I agree with John that 
Peterson is it's definitely a coaching advantage. There's no doubt about that. Just, even if you don't think Peterson's a great coach, I mean, Staley is a weakness. There, there is no doubt about that. And as you mentioned, getting Mike Williams dinged up last week in, for no reason was crazy. <laughs> and it's not only Mike Williams that got dinged up. Finally, Joey Bosa's back playing, a guy they've been waiting for most of the year, and he got dinged up in the game. And they're saying he's probably going to play, but, I mean, there was no reason to have him out there. Um, so that stuff was crazy. And the, this Charger team is really underachieved all season, right? And the uh, the Jaguars come in on a roll. Everything points to a Jaguars win. And you guys talking about Lawrence. Well, okay, I'm going to flip it. And you know, I'm going to say that the Chargers find it somehow to win this game. Mm-hmm. And the reason's going to be the quarterback that hasn't gotten mentioned. This kid's special. It's a playoff game. I think Herbert rises up and has a big, big game and and wins the game for the Chargers. Going to be close. And the, and the Chargers are favored in the, the game. The super talented quarterback is going to rise up. I don't know, but I think most people will probably be picking the Jaguars, right? I mean, everything points toward them. But right. I, I'm, I'm going to say the difference is going to be nothing, not, nothing against the guy that's calling the signals over there or throwing the ball for the – for the Jags, but I think I think Justin Herbert is really special, and he's going to have a big he's going to have a big game, and the Chargers are going to win. All right, yeah, I could could very well happen. I mean, I think this this is the biggest coin flip game of the weekend, and a game I'm really looking forward to because I think if the winner of this game could potentially could potentially give one of the big three a run for their money, and I think they match up pretty well. So we'll see. Um, Miami at Buffalo. I, we don't have to spend a lot of time on this. I don't think, I think, I think we all probably agree. Buffalo, um, mm-hmm. particularly if it's Skylar Thompson, Buffalo, we all already said it in a lot bath. All right. So that brings us to G men, G men at Minnesota. So the two upsets that I've seen actually pick the most senior, um, not Jacksonville are the giants winning outright and the bucks winning outright so we have the g-men going to minnesota good draw good draw for the g-men john right if you're in this seed this is exactly the kind of team you want to play it's a beatable minnesota team i don't want to give my analysis i want to pass it right over to the new york giants expert on the panel mr john damato tell us tell us what you think john uh come on it's uh it, the the it's uh, the, the Giants are three point underdogs, but uh, so far what I see is everybody's on the uh, G-Men train. It's the same; they're repeating the same things that uh, you know the the last game where they played on Christmas Eve that the Vikings only won you know on a miracle field goal. Giants ha- had turnovers. If they uh, if they play a clean game, then they they should be able to beat uh, Minnesota. I don't think it, it's going to be that easy. Uh, Minnesota a lot more experienced. Uh, they do have uh, Justin Jefferson and and Dalvin Cook, who are two of the most dynamic offensive players in the league. Jefferson might be you know, number one receiver overall in in the league, so not not to be taken lightly. And uh, although the defense has been a little rusty and weak, uh, they they do have uh, Patrick Peterson, who who's a Hall of Famer there. So Pat, Patrick Peterson uh, on the Giants' number one receiver, Isaiah Hodgins, is uh, is you know kind of a, a mismatch in, the, in their favor on the defensive side. 
And so th- there's a lot of things. Uh, Cousins, it's not a primetime game uh, for four o'clock. He, he, he should be okay. And uh, as far as, uh, you know, Jones is concerned, he might, might be a little nervous in his first uh, playoff game. And uh, same thing with uh, Coach Dable, although the uh, Vikings coach, his first playoff game too. So I, I don't think it's going to be a, as easy as everybody says where – of the you know the Giants you know just lost by field goal and this time they're, they're going to turn it around. Uh, I I still think uh, the Giants are a little little young and uh, you know they 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 got a lot of breaks uh, that went their way uh, during the regular season and uh, I think the the Vikings uh, got one more in them uh, and uh, unfortunately it's a, this is where where it's going to end for the uh, Giants but uh, either way uh, playing with house money uh, nobody expected them to be here them and the Seahawks I think were. The, the two teams in, in the playoffs that, that really, if you look at preseason uh, prognostication, that, that I, I, nobody, I, I don't think, had even as a, as a wild card. So. 100%, Sean. Even yeah. in Jacksonville. Jacksonville was was not sure. thought yeah. of that way. I mean, they were the, literally the worst record in the NFL last year. But there's, but. there's just something in me that, that that's saying uh, it's too easy that, that uh, just because they, they lost a close one last time that they're just going to turn around and and, and plus uh, i see so many people picking them it's just uh, uh i got a bad feeling about it so i'm gonna have to go with minnesota here yeah, thanks john so i echo some of the stuff you're saying i don't i i don't like as i will i will be rooting for the giants in this game john as a show of solidarity with Thank uh you. with Thank with you. you um i don't i i i do not like the fact that everybody's picking them and i know that that's not, not a quantifiable thing right but um, you know, Vegas doesn't lose that often, right? And then, um, so also, Dable's kind of been a little nonchalant saying, oh, you know, experience doesn't matter and all that stuff. So, uh, it's a little, yeah, there's some warning signs I don't like. And if you look, I mean, as Minnesota, like the analytics, right, they win a lot of close games. But if you just look at the game player for player, I mean, the, the Vikings are, are, the, the Vikings are, 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 They've won a lot of close games, but they they're, they're pretty loaded. <laughs> I, I didn't even mention uh, Hawkinson, who the the Giants uh, have a real tough time because they have a a weak linebacking core, so they have a really tough time uh, covering uh, tight ends. So that's another problem. I see. And the game's not in prime time, which again is another one that Kirk, is yeah. not quantifiable. But a four thirty game in between two other games that seems like prime time for the good a good Cousins game, and. I, I'm I'm gonna pick the I'm gonna pick the Vikings in a in a in a in a close one. I just think that their their weapons are gonna win out here. That that it's it's gonna be a close game. I could see even the Giants having the ball, needing a touchdown to win, and eventually it's just the weapons or lack thereof are gonna win out. So very close game, coin flip game. But I like the Vikings. Senior. Well, coin flip games all year. You have evidence to back it up, right? They win. I mean, only team in history to have this ridiculously a good record, 13 and four, and their their uh, point differential is minus, which is insane, right? Um, this is the way I see it. And I've been saying this a lot all year, but I mean, I started saying it at the end. We were all picking against the Vikings every week. And finally, I started saying, close game, I'm just going to pick them. We, we got to stop picking against them. They just keep winning. But this is the way I see it. I, the, the Viking defense, we, we've said it, very suspect. I see Saquon and Vanilla Vic running on them big time, controlling the ball. 
I see playoff Kirk making some mistakes. <laughs> I see this ridiculous bubble, this ridiculous bubble of theirs bursting that I know they're 13 and four, but eventually you got to say some of it's been kind of lucky. And I like the Giants. I like the way they're playing. I like their defense. I, I like, I love the running game with both guys. And I say, yeah, the Vikings win the close games. This one won't be that close. The Giants by between 10 and 14. Okay, Sandy. And I am pulling for them <laughs> because of my man, Johnny. I'll be Thanks. I think Johnny would have preferred if we would have preferred the kibosh. Yeah, well, sorry, I didn't do that for you, John, but I had to give my honest assessment. I thought I might have, it might have been the opposite, and you might have been picking the Vikings when you went first to make sure we we didn't (laughs) kibosh on the Giants. Uh, I'm concerned, but that's good. But uh, definitely a, a an interesting one, right? This is definitely a game we have circled as competitive. Um, Great matchup. And then the night game is, I mean, whether this is competitive or not, probably just hinges on exactly exactly one thing, right? Can, mm. Is Lamar Jackson going to play? He did not practice today, which is a bad sign. <laughs> uh, not a, not a limited practice, a DNP. Bad sign, trending in the wrong direction. If he doesn't play, we have what is essentially a rematch of the Week 18 game, where admittedly, after falling behind early, the Ravens did hang tough. But you can't expect that kid. It's unfair to expect that kid to go into Cincinnati and and beat this Bengals team. It was a very, very good team. Um, so... It really like if the, for this to be a competitive game, Lamar Jackson has to play. I don't think he's gonna play, and I think things are not great there between Baltimore and Lamar, which I think is contributing to him not playing, frankly. And because of that, if it's it's in, it looks like Huntley is also not gonna be able to play. If it, if it's Huntley or Anthony Brown, Cincinnati just just walks all over them and. You know, the Ravens have some pride. Harbaugh's a good coach. Maybe they keep it close for a couple of quarters, but hard to predict anything but a Bengals victory here. If Lamar plays, I also like Cincinnati, but the game would probably be a little closer and more interesting. Senior. I think no, nobody's playing better football coming into these playoffs than the Bengals. I think they're the most complete team in the NFL. I think of of the great, you know, younger quarterbacks in the league. They got the one that's the most clutch, that has the most it factor. All that being said, for them, for them to get to the Super Bowl, they would have to win this game, then probably win at Buffalo and at Kansas City, which is a huge tall order. So even though they're playing the best, it's going to be hard to pick them to do all that. If they do, it'll be an amazing feat. But there's no way I see them losing this game, Lamar or no Lamar. The Bengals are way too good for the Ravens. Bengals win this game, no doubt in my mind. All right, and John? Uh, queen, queen, clean sweep, but uh, I think I think it's going to be close because uh, I really respect the Harbaugh as a coach. Uh, no, nobody's got more experience uh, in, in the current playoffs than him. And uh, and, and also the, the Bengals' uh, offensive line uh, – oh, always a uh, su- suspect uh, improved a little bit, but they lost uh, their right guard uh, 
So that's going to have some problems. Ravens got a lot of pass rushes, so that's going to keep them in the game. And uh, yeah, going back to a couple of your statements about about Lamar, I definitely uh, see something cracking there. Very curious that they uh, they gave Roquan Smith the bag this week of all weeks, and uh, I think I, I think that was a message uh, too that uh, you know something for off season drama to, looks like with Lamar, which uh, you know we'll have plenty of time to chop it up about that. But uh, I, I think the they're going to keep it close despite their, uh, you know, lack of quarterback situation. And we'll see. It's only Wednesday, but, you know, by the time uh, Sunday rolls around, we'll be hearing a lot about whether it's Huntley, Brown, or, or, or Miracle Lamar. But uh, I'll go with something like 20 to 17, uh, surprisingly close. They're a playoff-tested team. And, I mean, you know there's always – or not always, but a lot of times you get a shocker or yeah. two wild card weekend. Yep. And you know, I don't know if you can count the Giants or the Bucks, right? As a shocker. So the shockers would be Seattle, Miami, or Baltimore. Of those three, Baltimore probably probably has the best chance. I think you know, so Seattle's capable and there's the Purdy thing, but I, I like I senior said Cincinnati's got the most juice coming into the playoffs. I really think it's San Francisco. I mean, they've been uber, uber impressive, but you know, them. So there's the, the four teams, right? The three AFC teams and then the Niners mm-hmm. have to be the odds on favorite. So any one of them going down is a shock. And last but not least, we've pointed to this matchup for a few weeks and now it's here. Dallas at Tampa Bay. Dallas. I mean, they, they do. They do have a way, don't they, of just not inspiring confidence not that they needed the game against the Commanders and Sam Howell, but they played their guys, and I mean, there was that outside chance, right, that the Eagles could lose and yada yada, or the, and um, they just got spanked. They got sp- spanked by the Commanders. Dak looked awful, and the Bucks. The the last the last six quarters that Tom Brady's been on the field have looked kind of like the old box, right? They had the big win against the Panthers where Brady and Mike Evans uh, set the world on fire. And then, you know, the Bucks play like they, they, they play when Brady played this week, which wasn't for long against the Falcons. They look good again, offensively. So, um, you see here in the stuff, the, the Cowboys on grass is a, is a negative, McCarthy and his just history of losing in the playoffs, this franchise and their history of losing in the playoffs. I said it four weeks ago and I'm going to say it. I'm, I'm sticking to it. I like the bucks in this game. I like I Brady's history this season. And of course, through his career of coming through in the clutch, no matter how ugly it is leading up to the clutch. Coming through in the clutch, I, I like the Bucks in this game. I think for Dallas to win, they kind of have to blow them out. If this game's close at all, I think I think I think Brady wins it or Dallas gives it away. I, I it's just there's too there's too much there on both sides, um, and this is part of the reason I picked against the Giants is that these those are the two games everyone has circled, and I think there's no way both of them come in, um, and I really like the Bucks in this game. The story writes itself. And as John said, Sean Payton might be the Cowboys coach by Wednesday. John. <laughs> oh, boy. 
that this is this is another one. A lot of gloom and doom uh, amongst them boys fans. Uh, with and uh, everybody's on the Bucks train. Uh, Tom Brady undefeated in his life uh, versus the Cowboys. Uh, Mike McCarthy's a horrible coach. Dak is the worst quarterback in the league throwing interceptions. But uh, uh, I'm going to go the other way. Uh, if if you remember last year the. The, the last game of the year, uh, I think it was meaningless. Uh, it was just the opposite. Uh, Dallas put up a 50-burger on the Eagles, and everybody's like, oh, them boys, playoff ready, making that Super Bowl run, and, and what happened <laughs> in the first round? So so this time, uh, uh, Dallas is always going to do the opposite. Just, you know, when you count them out, after this week, they're going to pull out the victory. And then you're going to hear all those obnoxious uh, loser Cowboy fans saying, oh, we're going to be, we'll see you in SoFi, Super Bowl, this is the year. Dak is ready, but... Uh, I think as far as the game is concerned, the Dallas going to uh, try to get back to establish the run, even though uh, uh, Temp is uh, tough to run on. But uh, and, uh, and and Tom has been uh, confident saying, you know, their teams are as healthy as they've been all year. And uh, but the def- the, the defense uh, only in a couple games were were they, were they uh, dominant like they were in, the, in their Super Bowl year. So. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see it from the Bucks, and everybody forgets. You know, everybody shits on Mike McCarthy, but but he he did win a Super Bowl. Uh, what has Todd Bowles uh, ever won in his uh, career uh, as a head coach? Uh, and he, has he won even one playoff game? I don't think so. So uh, this is true. This is true. But there there is a guy involved here who's won a couple of playoff games. Ah, yeah, the the quarterback who's who's who's, who's who's the real coach. Uh, yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> Nah, I, I'm going to go with them boys. Uh, they're they're going to establish a running game. Ben, and Dak's going to keep control the turnovers, and uh, they'll, they'll save McCarthy's. Yeah, that, that, that's another uh, uh, issue because uh, I, I don't even know if, if Peyton will come here because you see all week uh, when, when, when they discuss, you know, uh, when the reporters want to discuss, you know, Cowboy strategy and who's playing, who do they talk to? Jerry Jones, uh, you know, always running his mouth. I, I, don't, I don't think Peyton uh, is going to want to come up here and, uh, and deal with that. Uh, you know, Jones commenting on uh, player issues and, and who's going to play and, and personnel like that stuff that the coach should be uh, talking about. So but, but that's the thing we'll get to down the line. But Magic Mike McCarthy is going to pull this one out. Them boys. All right, senior. Uh, I'll be pretty brief. <laughs> I see what it's going. If you look at the two teams on paper, I mean, the Cowboys have better personnel, right? There's no doubt about it. Um, and the narrative, you know, you, you know, go back maybe five or six weeks on the narrative. A lot of the season this year was, this is the year, this is the year that it changes for the Cowboys. And this is the year they advance in the playoffs. They get that monkey off their back for the last three or four weeks or so. We're not hearing it anymore. And last week, they they really laid an egg, especially Dak. Yeah. More so because of the, the, the Cowboys. It's time for the Cowboys to lose than anything else. And, of course, you got to take into account the Brady factor. I mean, I think it's just one win. Or they just beat the Cowboys and that's it. They don't go any further. But, yeah, I see... I see the Bucks winning this game, or I see the Cowboys losing this game. It's it's that annual right. And uh, the most fun thing I'm looking forward to even more than the game is the next morning, first take will be must-see television. <laughs> oh, Stephen A., it'll, baby. It'll be a blast. <laughs> yes, Stephen <laughs> A., definitely. <laughs> I'll take it a step further, Senior. So if things play out the way, the way that I said, where – Minnesota and Tampa Bay wins. I think that Tampa Bay is a, a 
good matchup against the Eagles because of that run defense. And I think, I think Brady beats them too. Wow. Okay. I won't go that far. This you heard it. Cowboys. You heard it here. The reason first. I'm making the pick is the Cowboys. They're going, they're ready to lose. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I think the Eagles might be ready to lose too, John. Unimpressive the last month of the season. Yeah. Hurts uh, is still banged up here. Yeah. He definitely didn't didn't go all out, all out with the running uh, in in that game versus the Giants. So we'll, we'll see where he is in a couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, one one week, one, one week at a time. Uh, one week at a time. There you go. They, may, rid, they may have picked rid of them boys to, peak too early. Yeah, yeah. Senior's a forty nine. KC is looking real good. The master prognosticator right there. Very much so. Very much so. Senior. Well, Senior picked uh, the Chargers. 49ers in the Chargers. Yeah, I picked the Chargers. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. The Chargers okay. over the Chiefs in the AFC. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you were, uh, you were close, John. Yeah, you're still alive. You're still alive. Yeah, you never know. That would be a big surprise, but you never know. Justin I picked Kansas really City and Tampa, Tampa Bay. If I'm, yeah, if I'm remembering you guys are still fighting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you guys are still fighting. I miss, we went going KC as chalk. I mean, you know, if you pick them, it's a good way to not look like, you know, you're big risk because at worst they're going to be, you know, they'll lose in the, in the second round of the playoffs, right? You went out on a limb with Matty Ice. Uh, thanks. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> All right, gents. It's going to be a great week. A great week. Oh. Senior, the uh, the UFC's back on Saturday, so looking yeah. forward to that with your with your knee issues. It's a perfect opportunity to just sit down on the couch with two TVs in front of you and just stay there uh, all day. I've been in with <laughs> all day Saturday. Weeks. I I need the UFC back definitely. So yeah, and continue can continuing on something we brought up last time for the the Providence faithful that are. You know that are our listeners. We did uh, debut in the top 25 as as the 19th team in the country this week. All good stuff. And the Johnnies played played the Friars tough last week, and then got a big win over Creighton last night. So all good stuff here in um in the fan booth this week yeah, in was, the NFL world. It was it was Butler, but uh, but that's not important. It was great to see you guys, and it was great to come into the amp. Always a great uh, atmosphere. If you're a college basketball fan, you gotta. You got to see a Friars game at the Amp. Uh, what, what an atmosphere! Great, greatest fans, greatest fans. Thank and, uh, you, John. That's uh, that means a lot. I'll I'll end it with my last statement. Um, as Raj talked about my knee, and I saw an orthopedic surgeon today, and you know what, you know what his last orders were to me for the near future to do. He said, "You have to." Relax. <laughs> Fitting. Fitting. Relax, senior. <laughs> oh, gosh. On that note. On that note. So, senior gave us the appetizer and the dessert of bashing Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. So, that was, uh, that was perfect. So, for, for senior and for Mr. DeMotter, we're here on the North-South Connection Podcast Network. Please check out all the other great content we have here. We will be back next week to preview the divisional round. Yeah, there's so. uh, there's something uh, there's something on there, the North South Connection, uh, to check out. Uh, a blast from the past from uh, 
from the Jenny position. Uh, and I'm not good at promoting myself, but uh, just uh, check it out. Very good. Check it out. I'm sure. I'm sure it's awesome. So for John and for Senior, I'm the Cowboy, and I'm out. <laughs>